0: You know, people say love is what makes the world go round. It's true. But it's got to be the right kind of love. It's got to be the God kind of love. The wrong kind of love doesn't make the world go round. It's got to be the right kind of love. You know, Mother Teresa used to say, little things done with great love can change the world. It doesn't have to be something big. Little things done with great love can change the world. I believe she also said this, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. How about this? It's not how much we do, but how much love we put into the doing. It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into the giving. There's a few verses I was going to read out at the beginning. God so loved the world, we know that. Jesus tells us to love one another. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, it speaks about, you know, if we don't have love, we have nothing. In the pastor's update this week, I just took out part of one of these verses where it says, even if we give our body to be burned, but have not love, we have nothing. That is a staggering statement. Because you'd think someone giving their body to be burned... Is the extreme sacrifice. That's the one. That's the ultimate sacrifice. But without love, we have nothing. From God's perspective, he's looking for love. You know, we welcome some people in membership today, and that's great that I rejoice with them. And you've probably heard me say many, many times to them. Maybe you think I'm a bit bold saying it, but I say to them, you know, we're not a, a perfect church We get strengths and weaknesses, but we do expect you to walk in love. That means walking in the light with one another, no grumbling and gossiping behind people's backs. See, I mean that. I mean that before God. I take that seriously before God. God is love. When we walk in the light, we walk in love, we walk with God. When we begin to grumble behind people's backs, we walk in the darkness, we're agreeing with the enemy, and we give them access to the church. God takes that seriously. That's how the enemy gets into the church. Through Christians, sad to say, when we stop walking in love. See, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you to love one another. It's not an optional extra. We are called to walk in love. And sometimes that's very, very difficult when you feel that people have done the dirty on you or betrayed you or whatever, but you're still called to walk in love. Because we have the capacity and the ability to forgive and to bless. It's a choice that we can make. And Jesus says we're even to bless our enemies. That's hard when sometimes we even struggle to bless one another. Do we not? See, God understands our humanity and gave us a remedy. The remedy is the cross. And sometimes we need to get our souls healed and restored. Again, that can happen at the cross. All the good things that we have is because of what Jesus has done. And in these days, I believe that God is bringing a Holy Spirit unity across His church. He's given us hearts of love for one another so we can walk together in His prophetic and revival purposes. But He begins at the cross. And it's because of the cross. Isn't it good to know, you know, when we sing songs about God's holiness, God's holiness, part of that is perfect purity. That means God's love is a perfect, pure love. That means God loves you and I with a perfect, pure love. Isn't that good? Perfect, pure love. We don't really understand that no impure motives, no sides to it, a perfect, pure love that genuinely wants what is best for us all of the time, seven days a week. That's the kind of love. That's why God's love is a holy love. Everything about God is holy, including His love. So when we talk about the love of God, we're talking about a holy love, a perfect, pure love. So I believe that, that God is good. I can't remember if I said this, I don't think I said this yesterday, but when I go through hard times in God, I find that one of the things, it's a bit like Job really, the enemy was trying to get Job to curse God. And I find it's not just the battles I go through, the enemy is trying to get me to say that God is not a loving Father that is good and always wants what is best for me. He's underneath there trying to do that, just like in the Garden of Eden. He said, has God really said, in other words, what's God really like? Are you sure you can trust Him? Are you sure He's a loving Father? Are you sure God is good? Are you sure that He always wants what is best for you? I find that under there all the time. So part of my battling is I make a declaration. My Father loves me. He is good and always wants what is best for me. So push off, devil, in Jesus' name. Because he does that. He's trying to get me to doubt the character of God. And if we doubt that God is loving, God is good and always wants what is best for us, we've got a problem. It's so foundational and so fundamental to the Christian faith understanding God is love. And that love is expressed through the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why, you know, to stand in front of other faiths and and people say all roads lead to God. No, they don't. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But when you think of it from a father's perspective, do you think Father God would have allowed his son to go through that horrendous death? if there was another way that you and I could have been saved? One of the cruelest deaths, deaths known to man, crucifixion. They died from asphyxiation. They had a little bit for their feet and they could push themselves up every now and then so they could breathe. It took them about three days to die through asphyxiation. That was the amazing thing about Jesus. Jesus. They didn't believe at three o'clock in the afternoon when he cried out, it is finished, That he was dead. Because they would expect him to last another two days. (laughs) That's love. That's love. It says in 1 John 4, if God so loves us, then we ought to love one another. We can do it We can do it because of what Jesus has done but also Romans 5 says that the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is in me. Say that to someone next to you. The love of God is in me. Say that again. The love of God is in me. me. Now ask someone what are you going to do with it? See, in 1 Corinthians 13, lots of, there's lots of one another in Scriptures. I'm, just going to, I'm not going to develop them all. I'm just going to read through them briefly just so they get the feel of how God expects us to love one another and what love means in practical terms on a daily basis. It means be patient. Anyone here not patient? I'm not looking at anyone. I'm not looking at my wife. Be kind. Kindness is missing in today's world, don't you think? Don't be jealous. Don't be proud and arrogant. Don't be rude and unmannerly. Manners have kind of gone somewhere. I don't know where. They've disappeared. Pleases and thank yous and, you know, as guys standing up for ladies and opening doors for them and all that, I still do that. I still do that. Get some funny looks sometimes, but I still do it. That's manners. Nothing wrong with that. Don't insist in your own rights in your own way. Don't insist. Love doesn't insist, you see. See, love is of the heart. Faith doesn't insist either, because love and faith are of the heart. See, when we believe God for someone, we say, I believe God, but we could be wrong. That's genuine faith. If you, this is definitely what this is. If you're like that, you're insisting. I would think you're probably in the flesh. See, faith has no guarantees. And in Galatians it says that faith works through love. Love and faith are of the heart. We need to get them out of our heart you know, and on to others to bless them. Don't be touchy or fretful. Anyone touchy here? Anyone touchy? Pay no attention to a suffered wrong. Don't keep playing the tapes. Don't keep watching the videos. Fix it. If you feel someone's done you wrong, go and say to them, I forgive you, I'm sorry that I say something to offend you. Fix it. Walk in the light. Walk in love. Fix it. Otherwise, you'll keep living back there and you'll keep playing the tapes. And you're shooting yourself in the foot all because you're not walking in love. Love fixes things like that. It doesn't allow them to build up until it becomes resentment, which can then become bitterness, and not only defiles you but defiles people around you. Love fixes these things. Love's very practical. Believe the best about every person. I know y'all believe the best about me. Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. Believe the best. It's a choice. It's a choice. See, you can be in a situation where someone says something. At that moment, you're making a choice. You can get in and agree with that. You know, I'm not ch- I'm, well, I choose to believe the best about them. We all have the ability to make the choice. And we can make the choice for love. What would love do? What would love say here? What would love do here? Make the choice for love. Honor one another. I think that's good. To treat each other as God's children, to honour one another. In our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions, honour one another. Live in harmony with one another. It's good, isn't it? Remember, years ago, the ladies had this latest thing called In Harmony, which was great. I think I said a few weeks ago, it's all to do with harmony. It began in harmony in the Garden of Eden with a disharmony since but it's all going to end up in harmony again and we need to play our part to bring things into harmony with God and with one another. It's bringing things into harmony. that You could say that that's what we're all about, actually. We're bringing ourselves into harmony with God. We're bringing our soul and spirit and body into harmony. We should be trying to bring things into harmony with one another and with people out there until eventually, when, when there's a full revelation of the sons of God, we even the creation itself comes into harmony. And that's us buzzing again where we started, but better. We see the restoration of all things. So God's bringing everything back into harmony. And we don't want to be those that create disharmony, do we? No. Do we? You don't seem very sure about it. Do you want to create disharmony? Uh-huh. Of course you don't. We want to be harmony makers, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Love is very practical. Stop passing judgment on one another. Accept one another. You know... Think about it. Well, just from my perspective, the very fact that God loves and accepts me, I think is amazing. Absolutely amazing. God accepts me as I am because he loves me. Now, he loves me too much to leave me as I am, but he accepts me as I am. But I've got to the place over the I accept myself. I am who I am. I'm changing in God, but I am who I am. And over the years, I've learned by the grace of God to accept other people wherever they are. I meet people with the grace of God. Wherever they are, that's where I meet them. I accept them as they are, and I try to love them where they are, and I want to help them forward, but I meet them where they are. I accept them. And that's how we've got to be. We've got to accept people. God loves us and accepts us. Man, who are we not to love and accept others? (laughs) Instruct one another, serve one another in love, be kind and compassionate, submit to one another, encourage one another. When was the last time you encouraged someone? Let me just ask that question. Okay. Close your eyes, you get one minute to encourage the person next to you now. One minute. Think of some encouragement to say to the person next to you. You've got one minute. Even if you want to say to him, just so good looking, whatever. Thirty seconds left. That's a real sacrifice of encouragement. <laughs> okay, does anyone feel encouraged? Okay, we'll carry on then, okay? spur on one another. I like some of the older versions where they say, Exhort one another. There's that sense of strong encouragement. We need to exhort one another and spur one another on the journey none of us can make it on our own we need to encourage one another come on we can do this you can do this come on I'm going to stand with you I'm going to help you here come on I'm going to pray for you come on let's go for this thing together we can do it exalt one another stir one another up kick one another up the backside sometimes when it's necessary put the finger of pressure upon people when it's necessary because in your heart if you love them you want what's best for them you can do that kind of stuff can you that's good stuff <laughs> Do not slander one another. Offer hospitality to one another. I like curry and raspberry pavlova. <laughs> well, I'm just making sure. <laughs> Fellowship with one another. Don't grumble against each other. Have fervent love for one another. Fervent love for one another. For love covers a multitude of sins. Fervent love. Passionate love. Man. This love stuff's good. We're in danger of changing the world if we get hold of us, you know that. People might start thinking Jesus is in the church. Be a novelty, wouldn't it? Well I just provoking your thinking, that's all I'm doing. Don't forget to love me, don't judge me because of that statement. Come on. Come on, come on. Carry each other's burdens. And remember this love never fails. That's staggering. 1 Corinthians 13.8 Love never fails. Never. 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 Doesn't mean something. No, it never fails. Love never fails. Because God is loving. God never fails. That's amazing, isn't it? Do we know something It never fails? Love never fails. Wow. And without love we've got nothing. I don't care how much money you've got. As long as you're tithing. But without love, we've got nothing. Well, if you really loved it, you'd put in a double tithe, wouldn't you? I mean, well, you would, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Christmas coming up and all that. Just another practical thing. Who's heard of the book Gary Chapman Love Languages? Not a lot of people, are you? A few, a few, a few, a few, a few. It's helpful to love a person by knowing the love languages. I'm not very good at this. (laughs) But anyway, if you know the love languages, you can then express love to them in a way that's more meaningful for them. Now at least I know my wife says gifts and time. Gifts and time. I'm sure it's probably maybe money and time. But it's gifts and time. That's the same thing, see? But if you discover someone else's love language, you can then express your love to them in a way that's meaningful to them. You Know what I mean? Or you could think of some other creative ways of loving a person. You know, the next time you're in conversation with someone, you know, be it a stranger or be it someone you know in the church, why not just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit within you? say, Holy Spirit, is there a way I can express love to them. Is there a way I could love them? Ask the question, what would love do in this situation? That's a good question to ask. You know when you don't know what to do? Ask yourself the question, what would love do? What would love do here? What would love do? This week, as you meet people, ask yourself the question, what would love do? What would love do? And just be aware of the Holy Spirit within you. It may give you a little prompt to do something. It may be to say something. It may just be to bless them with an act of kindness, but ask yourself the question, what would love do? Because that's what God would do for them. That's what Jesus did. So I'm sure you get lots of opportunities this week to love someone. Someone. We're just going to pray in a minute and I'll like the worship to come back up. I'd just like you to sing that about the cross again, please. I don't know where the cross is. Could we have it back up here at the front? If that's okay, I want to see if it'll stand up here. It's doing the rounds, that's good. Could we just stand, please, so we could pray? Is it okay to hold hands while we pray this time? Let's see if it's done. Brilliant. <laughs> father it says God so loved the world and the problem is we can be so familiar with that scripture because we've known it for years God so loved the world he gave us his only son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but have eternal life father I just want to thank you again this morning for uh, <laughs> for the cross of Jesus and Lord for what it means to each and every one of us and Holy Spirit I really do ask this week that you would give us fresh revelation of the cross the love of God expressed through his Son the love of Jesus on the cross and that we'd understand if we'd been the only person on planet earth Jesus would still have come to the cross And thank you, Father, it was love that held him on the cross, not the nails. But Lord, may we also recognize it as a place of great exchange. Lord, that we can always come to the cross with the bad stuff and take back the good stuff. So help us, Lord. And Father, once we understand your love at a deeper level of our hearts and spirits, help us to love one another at another level. God, we ask for more grace to do that, that our love would be practical on a daily basis. Lord, through our words, through our thoughts, and through our actions. And we continually ask the question, what would love do? So, Father, please have your way. In Jesus' name.